I'm Alex Kappelman. This is The Decision, the podcast where people try to convince me to finally abandon the Knicks and become a fan of their favorite team. This is episode 17, the Memphis Grizzlies. Uh, to talk Grizzlies with me is Keith Parrish. He is the host of Fast Break Breakfast, a podcast about the NBA, uh, and he's a Grizzlies fan. Uh, so let's get right to it, the Memphis Grizzlies. I was an NBA fan, kind of an NBA agnostic, living in Nashville, Tennessee. We do not have a basketball team in Nashville. The closest teams when I was growing up were either the Hawks or the Pacers, uh, and I don't really care for either one of them. So I was like a bandwagon Suns fan through most of the 90s, and then when I was in college, uh, they announced that the Grizzlies, the Vancouver Grizzlies, were going to move to Memphis. I was like, you know what? That's close enough to Nashville. That's my state. Like, I'm all in. I, was, I mean, I was like a crazy NBA fan randomly with no team. And then I'm like, great, I have a team. And so I hopped on. And then once they started playing in Memphis, they were terrible forever, but they were my favorite team. Watched them lose 60 games a lot, but then they got good and it's been a, it's been a blast. So no regrets. The past 17 years have been really fun as a Grizzlies fan. Awesome. Uh, so, okay. So you mentioned that, you know, obviously they started in Vancouver. They had like these great, uh, like uniforms, like, I don't know. I have fond memories of that. Um, but they don't really have any other legacy, uh, I think, to speak of, right? They don't have any championships. They've never gotten past the conference finals. Um, and I don't know, like when, so when I think legacy, like this isn't really the team that's going to do it for me, I think. Right. Well, so legacy wise is tough. There, there are no memories of the Vancouver Grizzlies. Like they were never on television. I think their biggest claim to fame is they beat the Michael Jordan Bulls, the year they went 72 and 10 or 70, what, what is when they set the wins record? Yeah, 72 and the, 10, yeah. They actually, uh, I, I'm pretty sure the Vancouver Grizzlies beat them that year. But this <laughs> team was ne- like never on TV. There was no way to see them. There are no highlights of them outside of you see a random picture of like Greg Anthony or uh, Big Country Bryant Reeves in those incredible, I don't know if it's like totem pole inspired Vancouver Grizzlies jerseys. So yeah, but so there's no past legacy. You know, you can hold it against the Grizzlies that they've never won a championship. Personally, I take that's a point of pride. You can be on board. I mean, if, if you're becoming a new fan, you can be on board for the new one. Like, you're not jumping on bandwagon like, oh, yeah, this is a team with a bunch of great history. This is not joining the Lakers or something. Not that you would even consider joining the Lakers, you know, bandwagon. But <laughs> okay. so, I don't know. I mean, I got to consider all my options. All right. All right. That's, that's, that's fair. But so with the Grizzlies, you can kind of get on the ground floor there. But I think they do have a really good legacy of the last 10 years, the last seven years specifically, and that grit grind era that you cited. Like they've really created their own niche, their own character, their own brand of basketball that I know the fan base has really latched onto, the team has latched onto, the front office, the everything. Like their their media arm is called Grind City Media. So they do have a history of recent success. They have uh, they've won seven straight or they've been to the playoffs for seven straight years, which is the third longest streak in the NBA. So this is a team that's still growing, but does ha- has established you know a character for themselves. So they have a young legacy, but obviously we can't you know match up with like the Celtics or anybody. So you mentioned that the media arm is is grind city. This is like the grit and grind thing, right? That's kind of like when we talk about that, like what the Grizzlies are right now. Like like is that their kind of identity? Is that still their identity? Well, my podcast and many other podcasts and blogs have decried that grit grind is over because personally I attach so much of it to Tony Allen and to Zach Randolph who unfortunately have moved on from the Grizzlies so 
It remains to be seen. I know that the team is going to keep claiming they are grit grind. That and and let, me, let, me, let me actually cut you off here because we didn't uh, we didn't actually establish. I didn't actually establish what grit and grind was. Like, can you tell me a okay. little bit about the grit and grind? Like before we, uh, you know, say a little prayer for it and say goodbye. Yeah. Okay. So grit and grind started from a post game interview when Tony Allen had just had an incredible game playing in Oklahoma City against like the the hardened Westbrook Durant. Thunder. I think Tony Allen had something like five steals and 27 points. And in the post game interview, they're asking him like, what happened? How was that? So like, how did this upset happen? And Tony Allen said it was all heart grit grind. And that just stuck. It actually, it, it took a few weeks for that to take off. One of the local radio hosts, uh, Chris Vernon, who is now part of the ringer and also works for grind city media. He, his radio show really latched onto that. They printed up t-shirts and just the product on the court was obvious. This is a team that did not beat you by finesse. They weren't out, you know, that they always couldn't shoot the ball very well. That was kind of the Achilles heel of their whole run of not being able to shoot. But if the ball went in the paint, the ball went up, pretty much Tony Allen or Zach Randolph would throw someone out of the way and grab the loose ball and get it. And that was their function of how they won games and playing this scrappy defense first style what they, which they call grit grind, you know, led them to finally getting in the postseason and, and, and winning a uh, playoff series for the first time. Right. And so, okay. So like if I were to go sit down, watch a game right now, like would I actually, would I actually enjoy it? Or is it just going to be like Marcus Gasol and a bunch of people who, you know, maybe Mike Conley can, you know, play a little bit and then what else, you know what I mean? Like what, what's the product on the court? Well, I don't, particularly appreciate how dismissive you were of Marcus Gasol <laughs> and Mike Conley. Marcus Conley's really good. Yeah, Mike Conley's good too. But I, I, like, you, you just cited two of the most aesthetically pleasing, really good NBA basketball players. I think there are questions to be made whether the people beyond Mike and Mark are going to be fun to watch this season. There are a lot of question marks, but I think with Marcus Gasol and Mike Conley, you have two of the best building blocks for any team like it's hard to find a better one-two punch outside of say like the warriors so or maybe the i guess oklahoma city now I mean, come on yeah oklahoma city how about uh how about the rockets like the wizards have bradley beal and john well, wall all right so i mean i know this is this is big market to small market mike conley marcus saw in tandem are definitely better than john wall and brad beal I mean, I know they get in the playoffs. I actually, the, no, the yeah, I don't even have to justify that in any way. I don't. I don't think. I'm just saying this is an undercovered team. Uh, okay, fair, fair. You, you, you have. Um, I think it's also fun that they're they're fun to watch. Where you have Marcus Gasol, you know, who's been a perennial All Star, a great defensive player, who just last year incorporated the three point shot into his arsenal. He was an incredible shooter last year. He shot almost forty percent from three without even shooting corner threes. It was all above the break threes, and he has incredible celebrations. He does a little shimmy. Wait, he yeah, wait. A, what's yeah, yeah? Keep going, keep going. I like. I like he the did the Connor thing. the Connor McGregor walk uh, after hitting a big shot. I can't remember if it was the Pelican. I think it was a Pelicans game. So those guys are super fun. Um, they're now going to spread the court a little more. We're going to see more small ball. We're going to see more ball handlers. We're going to see Chandler Parsons hopefully being a little better than last year, but he's going to be playing the power forward. You're going to have Jermichael Green more minutes at power forward. James Ennis maybe power yeah, forward. I'm going to interrupt you here because like yeah. this doesn't, doesn't mean anything to me, right? Like, okay, James Ennis plays more minutes at power forward. Like, I don't know. Like, I'm trying to latch onto a team right now. Like, you know yeah. what I mean? Like, if I'm not going to, like, like maybe I'll see them improve, but, like, 
I don't really care about James Innes, you know, or should I, or should I, is that a bad, is that a bad thing? Like, you know what I mean? Like I, uh, no, I, I think, yeah, I think that's completely fair to not care about James Innes. <laughs> I'm just saying to someone looking for a team, they might find that appealing to watch more entertaining to watch than the more slower pace. Um, let's talk about off the court because this is a, this is a big thing for me too. Like what's, I mean, like what are the off the court things that I should know about? The Grizzlies yeah, are, are, are front and center of the current political climate. You have David Fisdale, who has said, even if the city of Memphis doesn't move to, to get rid of Confederate monuments in the city, he's personally going to do everything he can to get them taken down. Hmm. Dave Fisdale said if his players have a national anthem protest and kneel, he will definitely kneel with his players. Okay. He has taken a photo in front of, I believe, a statue of Nathan Bedford Forrest in a Black Lives Matter shirt. Who's Nathan saying, Bedford Forrest? Uh, he is a, he's the founder of the Ku Klux Klan. Oh. <laughs> uh, there are statues to him all over the South. Wait, what? For, for, yeah. Oh yeah. Uh, and apparently, you know, in a way that people say celebrates history, he had good, uh, traits too, they argue, but like, there, I think I'm pretty sure there's yeah. a public park in Memphis that has a Nathan Bedford Forrest oh, statue. Man. Okay, so, uh, but, yeah, but he's, but he's going to kneel in front of that. Okay. Okay. Good. So, so, so he's already, he's already taken his photo in a black lives matter shirt in oh, front great, of that. Right, right, right. So you, you have David Fisdale, their coach is a very outspoken progressive, uh, guy. And then you have another players who are, I think, very socially aware, you know, Mike Conley, Marcus Saul, both of the big name guys. Um, what about like, uh, what's the deal with like mascots or, uh, or like, like fan base? Like what's, what's your fan base like? Well, the fan base is, is very small, which, again, is what I cited. Like, if, if you're a Grizzlies fan, I feel like you have kind of a, a unique angle there. The mascot is super fun. Uh, you know, Grizz is a, 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 a hilarious mascot. I'm assuming and, and he's, a, he's a grizzly bear? He is a grizzly bear. Do we know? Um, actually, do we even know? That is, is it, do we know it's, Grizz is, is male? Uh, Grizz, I'm pretty sure, is male. Okay. Uh, I believe they pull out a female bear every now and then. They do skits with Grizz. You know, he's repelling off things. They have like a big wrestling night every year, which is he, just a fantastic event where they wait, bring in wrestlers. He's repelling off of things like, like, oh, yeah, coming like down out of the climate? ceiling. Yeah, he, he's dropping down out of the rafters, you know, almost every game. There, there's something okay. exciting. I know they've been awarded like best game operations by the NBA several years. Uh, Grizz has won best mascot. Their in house DJ is really good. He doesn't play just like the really traditional, like mainstream hits. He'll play some local music. Uh, he, he uses a Mike Tyson's punch out from the old NES game, like in the fourth quarters, always gets me really fired up. So I think their games are super fun and enjoyable, which is, um, I know, I, I mean, I haven't been to NBA, many other NBA arenas, but I know they are always cited as being one of the best in the league. So that's a, that's a little, another fun part. If you want to join the fan base. Cool. Okay. Um, other uh, other stuff with with Grizzlies uh, off the court stuff. The court stuff. I mean, Justin Timberlake is a big fan. <laughs> want to say he want to say he's a, he's a he's a part owner. I do. Uh, he's a part owner. Oh, I didn't know that. Yeah, I, I mean, think I he do. I think he owns a share. Okay, I okay that's interesting. Yeah, because I do very unironically love Insync. Very well, there you go. All right, cool. So so we're gonna take a quick break, uh, but when we come back, Keith's gonna make his final pitch for the Grizzlies. Uh, so stick with us. This is Nick Swerdlow from Boston, Massachusetts. The decision is sponsored by Alex's Twitter feed, at Alex Kappelman. If there's a team you think you should choose, a team you don't think you should choose, or just want to question if it's even possible to just choose to be a fan of a team, hit him up. Again, that's at Alex Kappelman. 
Now back to the show. All right, Keith, um, is your last chance. Like, I got to say, right now, I'm leaning towards not being a fan of the Grizzlies. Like, like, here's your last chance. Like, hit me with your final thoughts. What's your final argument to try to sway me? I would say you still have two elite NBA players that are both fun and enigmatic, well-spoken, awesome to watch play basketball in Mark Gasol and Mike Conley. This team is still going to be competitive. Yes, they don't have the young guys to develop, but if you want to watch developing, I'd rather watch winning. The Grizzlies keep winning, and we're never going to stack up to the Warriors, but I don't think anyone else is. So for me, my personality-wise, I'd rather stick with like a fun team that's kind of a unique angle, and for me, that's what the Memphis Grizzlies are. All right, cool. Uh, Keith Parrish is the host of Fast Break Breakfast, an NBA podcast, uh, and he's also a Grizzlies fan, obviously. Um, You can find his podcast uh, on your favorite podcast app. Um, So, Keith, thank you for coming on. Thanks for having me, Alex. The Decision is produced by me. Original music from Louis Stein, Alessio Romano, and my little brother, Scott Kappelman. I'll be releasing five new episodes of the show every weekday until Tuesday, October 17th, when I release the final episode with my decision. Until then, I'm at Alex Kappelman on Twitter.